Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome back to a special episode of What Is This Feeling? A podcast where I talk about everything gay, theater, drag, spirituality, and sex. It's a very special episode because I've got a guest. I've got a guest. And his name is Ronan. His name is Ronan. Um, my name is Piotr, and I am a Pisces. My name is Ronan, and I'm an Arsel. I mean, I'm an Aries. <laughs> and welcome to What, what is, is This Feeling? feeling? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on my podcast. First guest, how do you feel about that? Yeah, very excited. Thank <laughs> you for having me here. No worries. So what I usually talk about is how I felt about things when I was younger and how I felt about things in my current life. Um, to literally go straight into it, what is your relationships, relationship with your feelings and emotions? With my feelings and my emotions? Um, yeah, I think I am emotionally intelligent. Um, more recently, yeah, I find I'm quite in tune with what is going on, why I might feel some way, um, and able to kind of, uh, yeah, deal with yeah. deal with my emotions um, and kind of not hide from my emotions, which is quite easy to do. Yeah, that you're like more aware of them and see and feel them instead of. I don't know, go a hundred miles an hour or something. Yeah, yeah, just almost separating my like day-to-day -day life from what my might, might be feeling that day. It's like actually tomorrow I might wake up and just be like, yeah, today's a great day. Yeah. Um, but I also, yeah, I guess because I've had therapy and also done quite a lot of, I guess, personal and spiritual undertaking uh, I'm usually quite in tune with, even if I'm feeling low or, or shit or whatever, um, you know, it's what's the cause of that? What, are, what can I do to prevent that yeah. from happening? And also re recognizing, I guess, what's in my control and what isn't. Yeah. Especially when other people are involved, whether it be work or friendships, housemates, personal relationships, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, that's true. I think. I think it's like a daily kind of, I don't want to say like a daily practice, but it's, it is like, um, you need to stay a bit active in your brain with not, for me, like getting swept away with emotions or like, um, still staying in control instead of, um, getting triggered by stuff and just enjoying it instead of, you know, sometimes I'm on the train and I get triggered by other people around me or like, you know, inner thoughts and then, I, I know some bits that I can do to like calm myself down or something. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is kind of a, uh, an active mindset for me because if I lay back, then I shoot back into like old habits or some things. I, yeah. I, yeah, I agree with that. It's kind of easy to fall off the, the horse or whatever, uh, way of looking at it. But, um, yeah, I had a terrible day last Sunday hadn't been hung over in a while lots mm. of vulnerability came up and yeah i had a, a mild little spiral in the afternoon that um was cured by bacon sandwich and a dog yeah. <laughs> uh dog sitting um and actually those are the kind of things that are important to me of being sort of mindful is actually like mm. um being a bit more uh focused on yeah getting out for a walk with the dog is just like a great way just to kind of actually leave the shit storm of whatever might be in your head at yeah. home and go out and find something um i think focus is for me it's like a, a really like uh important thing because i'm very easy in in going into like or like negative or doubting uh, uh thoughts or energies and i think the focus is really like a good thing it sounds really stupid and simple, but like to keep um, your focus on the nice things and mm. the positive things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I feel I'm seeping a lot into like uh, habits and like almost like muscle memory of um, fearing things. And I think a focus is uh, and training yourself into that. I think that's yeah what I'm doing myself now. Mm. Well, all these things are like rooted into us, right? Yeah. They're they're things. I mean, we hear it child. even before <laughs> I was in therapy, you know, it all comes from the child. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's just because we're in those cognitive stages, I think, as you know, we're learning and, and adapting mm. from what's around us. And, you know, therapy taught me to understand 
my childhood but not necessarily because of who I was and the things I did but also like who my parents were what was going on in their lives at the time um understanding like they were I was born and my family were going through quite a lot of grief and things like that and I mean I don't I'm not like oh that's why this and that it's not like that it's just like oh if there was things that they weren't maybe there for because everyone has those things even the best parents in the world like there's things that they're not aware of or being gay as well like it's the first one in the family so no one really knows how to deal with that so then it's like okay well I don't have to overthink everything that everyone said to me or things that my uncles might have said that maybe made me question my masculinity or my sort of validity 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 <laughs> yeah um of I don't know my place in in the family or or in a friendship group or in a workplace it, I mean it extends to everyone um ignorance isn't always what it is it's just a lack of understanding and education I think I mean we might talk more about these things about coming out and being gay and being accepted but those things all come from um like we're learning still I think even yeah. looking at the way I accept other people and and uh, that wasn't always the way I used to be like oh like no that person's too camp or that person's really like intimidating or whatever it is and it's like no they were just like being themselves they were you know and, and that's also how they've had to navigate the world sometimes people have to um sort of be I don't know yeah uh, lost my train of thought <laughs> so edit that bit out but no a lot of I think I what I'm trying to say is a lot of the time yeah you have to kind of understand what people are doing to you so your emotions or your feelings are affected by other people um that's your choice really because yeah. actually you can detach yourself from that mm. that is the hardest thing to maybe do because again we just learn all these things of like we have volatile people in our lives then we learn to be uh careful around them tiptoe around people things like that so then that becomes a habit that becomes us thinking are we problem if they're in a bad mood are we checking in that they're okay because we feel like we might have upset them or something when actually a lot of the time that's not true those things are not to do with you it's to do with them if they're in a bad mood then that's mm. that's their bad mood yeah. so it's yeah. not then for you to go oh then i need to feel in a bad mood too or i need to be scared or yeah. whatever or like um, solve it or... yeah or solve it yeah that's another yeah. one i'm such a yes person let me solve your problem yeah. Uh, and only recently I've decided to sort my own shit out instead which is nice because actually you get more energy to help other people and actually kind of put out sort of good vibes into the world yeah that is true I think I one of the biggest things I got out of uh, therapy was that I was so focused on other people and other people's opinions of me or how I need to please other people Mm. and I felt that was uh, again, focus a proper like thing. Uh, I had to like look inside myself instead of finding confirmation out of other people. Like, um, you know, even now I want you to have a good time, but I I can't make you feel you know have a good time. I'm having a great time <laughs> because you you know how you feel. I I need to let go of. Mm. I don't have any in a way influence on that because you feel how you feel yeah yeah so that's we can only control what we can control and Mm. and and yeah sometimes you can be someone's thing that makes them better or their thing that snaps them out of their mood or whatever all those things but that should come easy to do it shouldn't make you bend over backwards and Mm. it's i think it's like other people's worries can become your own worries i think that's one thing i learned is like you sort of sit there and you think oh i'm concerned about this and i'm like I live away from home which you do too and mm-hmm. so you sometimes think or oh, my family this or they that and then it's like well I'm sitting there thinking about all their problems or their concerns or their worries not in a bad way because I think they do the same for me but then it's like it's not doing any good is it like yeah. um working out how to support each other and have better communication whether it's friends family whatever it is is mm-hmm. uh part of how to uh do, sort of I guess confront negative emotions maybe you know like to actually sort of address things that you feel are in the way especially the things like anxiety and uh sort of I guess yeah sort of people feeling might be sad or angry or whatever you know you can absorb that quickly so it's like if you actually can deal with it you say oh well actually let's both not feel that way or 
Yeah. I'm not going to let myself feel that way. I felt it was interesting when I started talking that I felt like anxious or like that I admitted A to myself that I've had like, uh, like in a way anxiety attacks, mm. um, which are like so different from what you see in films or whatever. It's like so like internal and so kind of um, from an outside you wouldn't even notice that's yeah. what I, you know. And talking to that, for example, to my parents or like to a friend, it almost helped me because I like vocalized it and, and I don't know, it just is so like in a way vulnerable and like um, it's almost like just releasing that kind of well, shame or like, did, did you saw how like I find it hard to just say that? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, um, so it, it is kind of a shame. <laughs> Shame, shame, shame. Shame. Where's that from? I was in Sydney, Todd. Things are damn right. Shame. Shame. Always. <laughs> um, Such a nice plan. Prime was his name. Is. Let's do the whole show now. Yeah. Um, Hi, guys. This episode is going to be two hours and 47 minutes long because Piotr and Ronan have decided to do the entirety of Stephen Sondheim's Sweeney Todd, the Barber of Fleet Street. The role of Sweeney and Mrs. Lovett will be played by Ronan. Um, Wait, yes, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's fine by yeah. me. I'm gonna play the back up. <laughs> and the beetle. And the beetle. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, vocalizing and then speaking it out um, really helped me mm. with, with um, just seeing it as well because I think it's sometimes you can fool yourself a lot by thinking, oh, I'm fine, I'm doing okay, even though you're like, you know, hyping yourself up and to be. Like, okay, mm. I think I didn't felt okay then. And then you talk about it to be like, hey, I didn't felt okay. And then that friend will be like, oh, I've had the same. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not alone. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's then, it. We we often think our own problems are just ours and that no one else might be going through it. And I don't, honestly, I have said this a lot probably recently. Well, not said it, but I've thought it a lot. Um, I don't know many people in this world who aren't going through something and having to overcome uh, you know, the last few years, whatever, not just COVID, but a lot of division and, and divisive arguments in society, a lot of disconnect, like lack of community. And it's, so it's, people are sort of feeling way more isolated than they are. Um, and that really makes people feel that their, their issues are their own. And mm -hmm. because people don't feel as easy to connect and to communicate with people, yeah. there are less sharing opportunities there's a lot of people out there who are opening up and all those things, but it's not becoming a normality. It's almost like people who were a bit more open now seem to be a lot more closed. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I went through therapy 2018, 19, I saw this amazing um, like meditation and mindfulness coach around the same time, which definitely brought a lot of good things into my life in terms of coping with, things um and yeah um talking to people opened up a whole sort of oh this is it this is actually great <laughs> i talk a lot anyway but i actually don't i've always always been someone who gets a bit real and doesn't mind and i've had yeah. friends who've had some difficult things happen in their lives and like years later they've been like oh thank you for like being the only person who actually kept on asking about that thing and then i'm like oh to be honest it was like horrible like oh let's bring up something you know your trauma because <laughs> you're not you're not doing anything not not that about it but there's there's no support out there it's, it doesn't come natural to yeah. us to have a support network and um, those with good friends and family are blessed but again all those things i said about being further isolated further divided i think they've broken down a lot of the things less we talk about the on social networks and the way we communicate things online yeah. and i'm not a uh, anti-phone person but I do kind of realize that the troubles that they bring the, the sort of disconnect that they they bring mm. um because people think oh well I'm in contact with all my friends but there's nothing nothing real about it yeah, and it's not because yeah. people are filtered and they're it's just that it actually doesn't there was more to it when people were like oh I'm doing this and I feel really proud of this and I've achieved this and and like sometimes that makes people feel bad but then also it was like we're all kind of supporting each other now it's like oh well I'm not doing that so uh fuck them yeah. <laughs> um and it's not a intended thought it's just what comes because we're all feeling a bit yeah. a bit uh yeah distant and also yeah disconnected um 
when you're feeling shit you don't tend to want to see other people do well it's really hard to go like oh yeah i'm happy for you um and that's not a fault or a bad thing or, or you know it's yeah. just something that i think is quite human and quite natural yeah. but, but i feel um because that's why i think you're really cool with that because i think you're very much in tune of what is sometimes going on mm. because you can be very kind of direct and very be like oh i see oh i feel this in you and you can like you've told me stuff before but you're like oh are you are you okay or like you're very kind of um direct with with that what you just said as mm. well like you are uh, you allow yourself to say those things to people yeah as in like you know if if you see me being a bit like or whatever then you you would say what's say that what's wrong with your face yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and that's why i, th- I, th- I think the, that's what yeah. i think i've learned to do that without being uh, sort of abrasive or too intrusive as well but it's because it's, it's i think it's, it's true because I, there's never been a time where you said something that was like no that's not true yeah yeah because yeah i t- i tend to kind of i'm quite perceptive and i d- i do i've always thought that but i've always been like is that true or am i just like think that about myself but i i do think when i see someone i kind of take in as much as i can from whatever they give me mm. um even if it's just the way they say hi or whatever i feel like oh, okay i can see this person's but tentative mm. um i guess that comes from a lot of things in my career choices I am a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. London Rainer Massage, sponsored by London Rainer Massage, available in Covent Garden, Ballam and Mitcham. Um, Book your appointments now. No, but I, I meet different people every day and I'm sort of given this yeah. duty of care to give them something for an hour that is usually mm-hmm. sort of part holistic um, or part holistic healing and, and part sort of do a lot of like deep tissue helping people in pain and problems but i'm always looking at emotional tension i really believe that we hold on to stuff not just because i Mm. read the body keeps score once there's a lot of other things that led me to that that path way before then um it's almost like you tune in straight away or like oh what does this person need and you're like very like on a mindset of i'm gonna yeah well i I have to and i also have to build like a really quick relationship of like trust and communication um, when I worked from home years ago, um, I'd get these women coming in for a massage and a lot of them were like dancers and actors and singers because I'm also an actor, dancer and singer. Um, Promote yourself. David Daly Associates. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me a job, please. Um, no, I actually love massage and I am very happy with all my career choices. But these people, yeah, you ha- these women would come in and... Um, sort of 20 minutes into the massage and I was quite new to it at this point when I was working there so I'd think to myself whoa like they're just not going to relax there's something mm. and um I was seeing someone at the time but I would I sort of elaborated slightly just to put them at ease I was like oh yeah my boyfriend loves blah blah and you see them relax straight away and it was like mm. okay so there's this thing where I'm recognizing that people are coming into my home space it was very nice and clean and and a lovely uh just like atmosphere yeah thank you um <laughs> But they're they're getting well not all their clothes off but you know they're lying semi nude on a table, um with a random guy they've never met coming in mm-hmm. to massage them, um the level of like vulnerability it made me realize how uh, unsafe women feel with around males not in a way but a lot of them had history mm-hmm. and a bit of things that I guess they revealed over time um. But it was like, oh, okay, so I have to work out how to make people feel comfortable, how to make them feel safe, mm-hmm. how for them to communicate if the pressure is what they want, all those things. Um, and sometimes you don't get more than like them just saying, oh, I've had a nice day and I want deep tissue massage. And people come in there and they don't want to say anything. They're very like, oh, hi. Yeah. Um, because everyone has a different level of confidence and, and uh, yeah. people are introverted, extroverted. There's lots of different reasons why. You might not even think, oh, because I feel this certain way, it will be in my body, you know? Mm. They would just feel like, oh, my body feels this and this and this. Instead yeah, of yeah. like, uh, if you uh, want a bit more like mental uh, thought about it. Yeah. Um, well, and the thing is like people, people come in there looking for different ways like some people like to talk lots some mm-hmm. people obviously just want to listen to the music and chill out and and trust me to do my thing um which is both options are great for me i love to talk i love to meet people i've learned 
think I've massaged, I think, I can't remember, I lost count a long time ago, but it's well over a thousand, and it's, I think it's maybe over 1,500 people now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I've met all these people, and they all, whether they've shared a lot or a little, they've all kind of brought me something. Yeah. I'm a big believer that, like, everything that we consume, whether that's interactions with people, whether it's books, televisions, podcasts, uh, televisions, not television programs, TV, films, etc. Music as well. Like these things then create the person that we are in that moment. So everything that we've absorbed, listened to, uh, every thought that's gone into our brain makes us the person who we are. So I can't remember even why I'm saying this. Um, when you told them that I, that you had like a boyfriend and stuff and that mm. they calmed down, I have had it before when I would walk back from the station and then there was a woman walking in front of me and she's like looking back at like, you know, a mm. six foot two figure is like walking behind her. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gay. I'm not going to do anything, you know, <laughs> weird. So it's, it's, it's interesting how people are still... Um, kind of anxious about certain situations and mm. well um, but yeah i mean there's lots of things that happen in mm. our oh, communities yeah, yeah. i think we're quite safe down in mitcham to be fair it's a nice place yeah. to live there's a lot of uh just calmness in there's, there most of the time there's been a shooting when we went um when we got to new to our cats there was a shooting in front of the the vet where we were oh yeah the day before the day before I think the day before, yeah. And so when like, you were there that day, so w- so when you're putting this whole idea that the gays aren't weird <laughs> and they're not, you know, going to do anything dangerous, what you're saying I is you there. and your partner and your two cats went and tried to gun down the veterinarian. Yeah, I gave my cats little pistols, <laughs> and they were like, meow, meow, meow. Um, I could see that. Cute. For them. That's cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're probably trying to eat the gun, to be honest, or or yeah, yeah, or yeah, throw well. it about a bit. Um, <laughs> I think this is really cute. Let's let's um, jump into your next mm-hmm. segment, if that's yeah. okay. All right, so here I'll we go. What is this feeling? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> back from the commercials. Um, we love theatre. We both love theatre. Theatre gays. Yay! I saw um, A Strange Loop the mm. other day, which you recommended. <clears throat> um, Excuse me. And I loved it. Mm, yeah, we haven't actually. I didn't actually ask you yet. No. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved it. It was. I felt seen mm. um, on many levels, not only like gay, whatever stuff. Yeah, I felt seen a hundred percent. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I felt the same. Minus the sort of uh, race component, I yeah. felt very seen. Everything in yeah. there that we'd. Uh, well, sorry, to say weed, but I know that you were like a chubby chubby child yeah i felt really chubby mm. I was like, when i was 14 i was a bit chubby i was like I eight, eight until well. now i'm i'm still packing some some meat but um yeah i, I was kind of like I've, i actually have never seen a piece of theater that isn't like a comedy show about someone talking about their weight that was actually about their insecurities and mm. their sort of realness of it and yeah there's a lot of humor in there but actually there was because you, it was funny because it wasn't a, a, like a weakness weakness it was like oh, I'm struggling with this and I've got these, um, you know, doubts in my mind and I've got these kind of a baggage, but it, uh, I didn't felt that it was like, um, it was like, oh, boo, moo, me. It was just like, okay, I'm struggling, but I'm, I'm going to keep going. And I think when, you know, because we both worked in front of house. Mm. So that kind of... Oh, yeah, Usher, Usher. Was, Usher, Usher. Like, Usher. Um, yeah, that, so that part of it. Also, like, I write and... Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, overweight and gay and has, the you know, all the body issues that, uh, that were explored from, you know, f- physical features to, um, yeah, just how you're seen in the community. Yeah. Um, which is not... Uh, it's not great. <laughs> no, it's, and it was nice. They, they they have a whole grinder number, and it was yeah. like, oh, actually, this is literally things that have been said to me. You're too yeah. fat. You're too this. You're too. So some people said I'm too thin because they're looking for someone super chubby, oh. and and I mean that's that's a mind fuck. Yeah, that happens in editions sometimes. Well. Like, you're not fat enough for the role. They don't put, quite put it like that, but they're you know they're like, oh no, we were looking for someone really like yeah. sort of noticeably chubby or or chunky or whatever it is you can move um, i feel you're very um physical yeah like and i don't have yeah i guess yeah. i am um yeah whereas i think sometimes they want yeah <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> so, 
Yes, let's not <laughs> let's not put any fat phobia out into the oh, world. No. <laughs> no, I'm joking with you. Yeah, there's our one foot in the grave theme tune playing as they stroll along the street. Yeah, mm. which is fine because when I've sat in, uh, no, I'm not going to say that, but I'll just say it to you. You can put it in maybe. I've sat in audition rooms and been like, oh, I'm like the thinnest person here. And, you know, I'm sitting there weighing 19 stone. Not anymore. But I've sat, you know, and thinking, oh, wow, I'm not like the biggest person in the room. And also, like, I'm the thinnest person in the room and thinking oh they're obviously looking for someone really chunky get yourself some new headshots running because you lost some weight and you're looking fucking good mm-hmm. you can see it in your <laughs> face but that's nice but then also like I, I guess when i think about that now i think well actually who cares what size you are that's something that's mm-hmm. my own hang-ups that's how i feel um and i recently i know we're talking about theater but i did recently after seeing a strange loop and and having i guess some sort of great uh sort of realizations about my body and who i am as a gay person it was like yeah there's a lot of things that i also put out into the world that's judgment and oh that person's not gonna fancy me because they're this or blah 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 or they'll probably only be into this or they won't talk to me because i've got a camp shirt on or like i'm I'm wearing an Adidas t-shirt today. I might look too butch for these sort of East London queeros or whatever it is, you know? And and it's like every time you go into a situation, you're sitting there thinking, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. And mm. I, I guess what I realised was like, actually, I don't even care about those things. I actually don't... I feel like I learned that sometime more recently because I feel like I never really gave a fuck who I was in a room a long time ago. But understanding my sexuality is a big part of that. And to have work come, let's go back to theatre, like a strange loop out there telling stories that um, I've never seen in a musical, I guess. I think, you know, there are plays and comedy shows, um, especially like the Edinburgh Fringe. I've definitely seen a lot of like, let me tell you why I'm fat. Um, Chapter one, my first donut. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, they did it in such like a... I don't want to say raw and in your face way, but they did it in a very... No, it was. It was kind of raw and in your face. It it was real. It felt truthful. And even shows that we see that tell true stories, we often feel are maybe glossy and a bit sort of commercialized. No, yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But they do. They they have to have a bit more appeal. And kudos to the Barbican and and for for bringing the show over from, you know, it was off-Broadway originally. It's been... Mm in quite a few different forms before it hit Broadway. Mm. It won a Pulitzer. Um, the audiences, I have looked on t- Today Ticks to go see it again, and I'm like, oh, there's quite a lot of seats most days. And yeah. it's a shame because actually it's such an experience. Yeah. And I read this horrible review, and I wish I could uh, like actually call out the newspaper now because I can't remember, but I, I went and read the reviews for Strange Loop, which I don't tend to read... Uh, yeah. I don't tend to read reviews for most musicals, uh, if especially if I've seen them. I'm like, well, I know what I think. But I was like, I'm intrigued to see what the consensus see, on this is. And yeah. some of them were like, I just don't know why this story is here. Um, like, I can't relate to it. I am white. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? It, it wasn't, uh, I wish I could remember. It wasn't a huge newspaper, but it was one most people have heard of. And I was just like, well, so why can't you go and see a story that isn't about you and be educated yeah. and understand that if it won a Pulitzer, it's clearly got something going for it because it's not easy to do and, and it's got to defy what we know as art already and this queer, like, absolute expression of black sexuality and queerness is something I doubt we'll see at the Barbican or, or hitting the West End anytime soon. Um, so I think when the show finished, that was the first kind of thought that I had was like, everybody can relate to something in the show. If that is, because who in life is not struggling with something? Yeah. And Body image and acceptance, work. self-acceptance, family. Yeah, family. How, yeah. And so um, there was a guy in front of me and he was not clapping um, <laughs> and he was white as well. So, and I was like, I don't know if you can, if you don't relate, if you don't, you don't like it, but I thought... Every- He's racist. <laughs> but I, yeah. He's homophobic. He's, he could be a number of things. Um, That's why I felt it was, yeah, because I was so positive about the whole experience because I, I don't know, it was, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I can't, you know, when somebody says, 
it's not for me or it's not about mm. me, then you literally haven't seen the show. Yeah. Oh, like I can relate to it, so therefore it's shit. Yeah. Yeah, fuck like, off. <laughs> don't don't write it then. Yeah. If you can't relate then Yeah, but I mean yeah. It's I, I mean, we were there on the very first preview and the atmosphere was incredible and so I was kind of like, oh, I can't wait to see what opening night here is gonna be like yeah. and and how it progresses. Um anyone i mean I, I met one person who was a bit like oh i wasn't sure i'm not going to go into why i think they probably didn't like it because it's nothing about prejudice or anything like that i just think that their mind isn't open enough to kind of understand like i think they'd be like oh i didn't realize grinder was a bit like that you know naivety maybe yeah. um but they were like oh i liked some of the numbers and the staging was <laughs> fun or so and it's i was like so it's not like they hated it and we're like oh this is shouldn't yeah. be seen um but it's I, not like Mamma Mia, you know? No. You're not going to just sit there and relax. You know, I, I have to stay active with getting the story in. Mm. Because you just had to have, you know, a listening ear and, like, you can't just sit down and let it all go. It doesn't really because, stop either. It no. just, like, goes from... It's, it's a one-act show, I guess, as well. There's no there's no interval. There's, there really is no time to breathe. But in the best way p- possible, it, the show... Excuse me, I just did a little burp there. The show kind of like takes off and just goes, which mm-hmm. I, I think, like you said about Mamma Mia, like escapism and all these, there's a million musicals yeah. out there that will just give you a great story with some great music. And I you saw know, SpongeBob, was, the musical, oh, yeah. the other night, and I've never even seen a whole episode of SpongeBob. Sorry, because I know you're a fan. I was even um, thinking about like reviewing SpongeBob episodes on like a different. Yeah. Episode. I mean, I thought it was so fun and incredible. Yeah. And like, I knew some people involved in it, and that's why I bought the ticket like six months ago. And actually, because you and, and Lee had mm. seen it in yeah. New York years ago. And no, just, no, 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 we didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, we Oh, no, you saw Frozen, Frozen yeah. which you thought was shit. Yeah, like Let it go. Um, yeah, it was, I thought so it was great. Yeah. And I also, like, I just, I, I didn't have any reference points through really. I didn't even know that SpongeBob was like, hey, everybody, I'm SpongeBob, yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, that, that actor, Lewis Baird is his name, yeah, I think. I just, he's, yeah. oh, really? He was in first year BA when I did the Masters. Ah, okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, super talented oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. to hold a show like that on your own which yeah. is actually like a huge ensemble piece with mm. almost like a song cycle at points because it just felt like here's another character and they're going to sing another song but he really was like the wow yeah the, the song a uh, simple sponge was just incredible. Mm, yeah that was like the the proper like, woof, also can we just talk minorly about the like homoerotic undertones of uh, is it Patrick the Starfish and um, their song about being BFFs and all yeah, that I was so like but cute. really like you want to sponge the star or the star yeah. is that is that like in the, the cartoon no I was really hoping there was just this whole like gay agenda on Spongebob no. the whole time well, but Spongebob is part of our community oh he is yeah he is because he's asexual he's a sponge he doesn't yeah right so someone else said this to me as well I think um, Mason or Kier someone said to me oh, but he's a sponge or and I was like, yeah, okay, but like the other characters in, <laughs> like, is in the crab clearly has a daughter who's a whale yeah, or peril, yeah. the whale, well, yeah, yeah. and she clearly came from somewhere. So like, yeah. unless we're defying the birds and the bees or the fish in the the, yeah. the, the in the seas, fish in the seas, yes, then. I don't know. I just thought there was something in their relationship that was when, cute. And I just, like, loved it. Uh, yeah, that song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gay. With you. Yeah, they want to bum. Yeah, they want to put the starfish points in all of SpongeBob's holes. But do, do you think... Do, yeah, do you think Patrick is the top? Interesting. No. I think SpongeBob can do stuff with his nose as well. I think there's a big verse energy in both of them. I yeah. think Patrick kind of gives me like lazy bottom, which nothing wrong with that, by yeah. the way. Um, <laughs> 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 actually, much more of an active bottom these days. More, more of an active verse, actually. But oh, yeah, anyway. Power verse. We'll see. Yeah. Get in there. Oh, there was a joke in uh, Strange Loop as well. Like, I'm on first bottom. And then... Oh, yeah. Oh, but... And then... I, d- I actually didn't start laughing. That's when yeah. I felt the most seen. <laughs> um, but I... When it, when it stopped and everybody laughed and stuff, I was like, half the people there, I don't think they know what that meant. Because there was quite like... I don't know. Don't underestimate the... the yeah. The I think if they're there to see a strange loop that... that, that there's know. there's yeah, a little bit of... Yeah. yeah. 
I think in the programme there was a like, this is not, <laughs> this, is the this is the thing called a top. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. no, but I did felt the, the kind of cute, kind of lovely Patrick and Spongebob kind of. Mm. Like I mean, if they're just good friends, it's like nice yeah. to see a really positive male on male interaction where there's a lot of communication and trust. And even when it breaks down, they come back around. Yeah. It's like, yeah, nice to see male male relationships, even if they're not queer coded. But they were definitely fucking backstage yeah. <laughs> in the pineapple with that snail watching. Everywhere. Like Brian, snail? what's it called? Gary. Gary, sorry. Meow. Meow. I wanted to do that. I was like, why didn't I? You were like, it? why was I not given an addition? Why wasn't I cast <laughs> um, in the show? Mm. In the understudy. Like, but no, a strange loop was, it was food for thought. It, mm. it was, again, things I kind of recognized in myself, but didn't put all the sort of dots together and actually did feel like a strange loop kind of made me think about things that kind of were like, oh, yeah, then maybe that is related to that. Um, definitely the way I wanted to, to be treated by men, I really resonated with that. I was like, oh, I'm, I've just come to this, I guess, yeah, I had to sort of, I had some spiritual undertaking um, and it, was, it really made me realise that the way I, uh, what I was looking for on Grinder wasn't actually what I needed or yeah. it's what I wanted but not what I needed and actually then was kind of like, oh, like, yeah, I don't want to be that, like, oh, I'll just be on my knees waiting for you or I'll be the, like around where where we both live i mean you're not on grinder that much i don't know um <laughs> but um you know there's a sort of down low community this is a very it's southwest london there's a lot of guys out there who are not yeah not clapham gays definitely not i mean boo the clap no i can't say boo the clapham gays there might be <laughs> listeners in clapham um <laughs> <laughs> I think boo the ideas behind the 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 judgment we're making about the Clapham gays being all judgmental oh, little yeah. no, they're not all twinky twink energy. Right? No. Um no, they're all into their fucking drugs, that's their issue up in Clapham. That cocaine. But the sort I of do, yeah, no, I I do have feel the same that the kind of maybe I wasn't aware of it when I did it when I was single, but I definitely felt um, when I had Grindr, I was like on it like a game. Like if you're on mm, Instagram, yeah, yeah. I was just on it. And how do you say conf- not confirmation? It's just like, um, and not attention, but it's just, you know, when you have a hookup with someone, it just felt like it was good. And I felt good after mm. it. And I felt not like healed or like more complete, but it just felt like it filled something that I couldn't feel myself at the time. Mm. But validation. Yeah, oh, validation. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. No, I and definitely. I mean, if we're talking about grinder, I can give you a little bit about my relationship with it over time. But um, at my lowest points, I realized what I was going on there and looking for and asking for, and it, it it's not what I wanted. It's definitely not what I needed either. You know, it was like, oh, I'll just be the like slutty bottom and Mitchell. I mean, I say bottom. No, I'll just be like an open mouth. You can keep this in, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'll be the open mouth to anyone on Grinder who's got a cock and wants to come around yeah. to my flat right now because both my housemates are out and I'm sitting here all depressed on the sofa, being all self-employed and shit and broken up with and blah, 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 whatever was going on in my life. And just having no standards or not even standards, just no self-esteem yeah. to really see beyond like, oh, well, if someone puts their dick and comes, then that's great for me. But it's, it wasn't. I was yeah. like... Why won't someone make me come? Uh, <laughs> um, We're gonna make Grown and come at the end of the episode. <laughs> what is this feeling? Um, no, but it's it's I, yeah. Um, I also got banned from Grinder once for actually. I, I'm gonna call him out. I think the little prick, what's his name, who worked with us, um, like dobbed me in for saying I was like four twenty man. So like, I was banned from Grinder because I said I was you know like. 420 friendly weed friendly um and was like blocked instantly uh, i think someone dobbed me in who we actually both know you say for literally the numbers i don't know i always get confused but i think that's yeah i don't think the dyslexic talking to the borderline dyslexic is a good idea when we're ch- <laughs> chat numbers and letters to be honest but um yeah, yeah and and then i had to use an old phone this is how desperate i got to get oh, back on grinder so, but so it like it locks you out of like your oh, the whole thing. your Apple account. So it's like if you're like 
I was about to give you my, my email address, Kaz, oh. but you don't need that. If you're locked out, then it's like even you have to do like a factory reset on your phone. So then I did that on an old phone, deleted all the things on there, which had loads of years of photos and stuff just to get on Grinder, which is terrible. Um, and then I could only use it, but I didn't have a SIM card for it. So I could only use it when I was somewhere with Wi-Fi, yeah. which made it so healthy. And actually, I learned from that, like, I don't need to go out. I'm going somewhere and I see some hot gays. Like, I don't need to log on to Grindr in case one of them wants to fucking find me. The answer is they don't want to find me most of the time. Uh, and second of all, come up and talk to me then anyway. You know, that that's what I learned was that actually we need to go out and communicate with people in person because... I mean, this was only this was in lockdown. This all happened, this banning of the grinder. But it really did teach me that, A, I shouldn't be using it like a game and being on there all the time. I should be using it as and when it scratches an itch. There ain't no love. Although I guess like the guy I'm seeing now, that's how we met. And there's sort of a lot of them have been online. But also like I chatted someone on a bus a year ago and I was like, this fucking felt great. We went on yeah. some dates. It was nice. Aww, and I was like, this is so healthy. You know, this is like what we should yeah. be doing. And like, again, it's all those things I was saying earlier. Like there is a lack of, you know, post COVID people are not communicating. It's scary yeah. to go out and socialize. And um, people have a lot of self-esteem and self issues and self-doubt and um, people's bodies change. People's mental health change. Their men, Mentalities or uh, sort of habits and things. So, like, you, they don't want to just go out and chat up people, gay people at bars, unless you're in a gay bar, you know, you don't know who you're going to yeah. chat. I chatted this guy up on a bus, it felt great. Yeah. I had no idea he was gay, but I just got talking and then gave him my number at the end of it. And luckily, we were on the bus for like 40 minutes. Through, so, yeah. And it was, yeah, we had some nice dates. And it was, it was kind of like, this is so healthy. Yeah. This is way better than, you know, come over and shag me now if I see you in the street don't look at me in the eyes because I'm probably with my girlfriend yeah. which is a lot of yeah. what I was hooking up with in Mitchum I, um, I had a fuck buddy who had a girlfriend mm. for like three four years when I was seeing him and that was like kind of the excitement about it as well yeah but yeah well that's it you sometimes think yeah. oh that's fun and yeah there's a lot of straight guys out there but, i mean their profiles say things like oh it's my first time i want to try this and i'm like mm. babes you've been over like six times like how can it be your first time yeah. when i've shagged you twice and yeah. you've sucked me off three <laughs> times and i've given you seven facials yeah. um you, you know like who are you kidding and and it's sad because all those things come from a world that isn't as accepting as people think it might be um it's not as uh welcoming especially in a lot of male communities and religious communities mm. around here there's a lot of christians there's a lot of people with um yeah different ideas in their culture about how gay people should be accepted or treated and so it's like of yeah. course that person's not coming out yeah. of course that person thinks it's oh, yeah. fun to say they're straight safe, and you know. and and it's horrible because actually i've met some of these guys and i've been like you not that you could be the love of my life for some of it. It's like you could literally be the person I could be with, yeah. but also we can't because you're not out. And I mean, I dated a couple of people, this guy in Wales who, I mean, I thought he was great. I still, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. Like I still would always wish him such nice things in his life because I know that we connected in, in such a beautiful way, but he wasn't out and, and I was. And, and it took me years and we, 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 cleared the air actually years later about talking about that you know it's like his inability to kind of be honest I mean he was with himself to an extent but with his family with the people who matter to him and are close to him that he needs their respect he needs to feel safe and comfortable around them and if he doesn't have that then he's living in this horrible state of anxiety of hiding something it's we I mean we all had to come out at some point so we all have a bit of guilt and a bit of um shame and all these things yeah. but it made me realize that i can't be around people like that because no. and actually about two months ago i was like no more straight guys no more yeah. i have a wife but i like shagging guys or like bottoming for a guy or whatever it is just like no more of that because i don't know just live with people who are open and yeah. and i don't mind if people have barriers to overcome <laughs> with their sexuality but i that thing i've been told twice if i see you in the street do not make eye contact with me and it's like well you just let me fuck you but you yeah. <laughs> you just literally bent over and like asked me for six six loads inside of you uh prep guys prep. use your prep or condoms um and condoms no or well both um <laughs> but I, I like what is this don't look at yeah. me in the fucking eyes like yeah. who also like 
what the fuck and that that's that's for them that's their shame i could look i look at people in the face and try and smile most people i see in the street yeah. it's not popular in london but certainly when i grew up in edinburgh that was that's the way things yeah. are done um there was someone it was last year i was talking on grinder and he was like oh i'm not out even though you know he shared lots of pictures and mm. stuff and then i saw him at the station and i was just smiling and he's just like made eye contact and like ignored me oh we need to compare notes because i bet you yeah, i know who it is, is so him. i'm sure Maybe it's him. <laughs> and, uh, and then like he messaged and i was like well i just i literally just saw you and he was like yeah da, da, da. and uh, it feels like i thought i thought i escaped that kind of style of mm. you know i thought it would just be like my hometown where everybody's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's a bit smaller and then Going to the big city, you're like, oh, now everybody can just be normal with who they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, still kind of. Yeah, that's it. And oh, he said as well, like, oh, if we ever like meet for a drink, whatever, it needs to be in a different. Uh, yeah, city, yeah, yeah. Area, and I was like, well, this is too much hassle. <laughs> I have, I have a guy who messages me all the time, and he just says like, you're so fucking hot, you're so this. I wish we could do this, and I'm, I, I say to him every time. Well, I actually just kind of ignore him now, but I said to him every time, I was like, well, this is your call. Like, I've you sent me two pictures. I think you're very hot, um, but you said. I can't date someone who's with it or like I can't go around and have sex with anyone who's in, within like four kilometers of my where I live mm. and I'm kind of like well you know even within two kilometers it's quite a big space is London so yeah. like it's very unlikely and also like I'm not going to say or do anything like as in it's hard to give your trust to someone who hasn't met you really but I was like I'm not that person I'm going out someone I'm no. I mean it's a horrible thing to I've seen it done to people I've heard mm. things even some of my friends broke a bit of my trust. Even my mum told my dad when, like, it was, like, my my decision to come out, not, like, someone else's. So yeah. I would never do that. But also I'm not bothering myself with all these yeah. closeted and, and, yeah, not, I guess, visibly open or, or honest with themselves. Um, I understand all the bad things, and if someone came into my life who I thought was worth connecting with, then I'd have the patience and... But I did all that. No, I don't. I don't think that's true. It's to be honest, I feel. Yeah, so and also I'm a 33 year old still... man. Like I don't yeah. need to be putting up with this shit. There's so many good people out there who who are out. Um, but the thing is, it's just sometimes you do meet people and you think you're great, but they're they'll have their hangouts with their family and yeah. stuff. But to not be out themselves, the the bi men, and and I think bisexuality is a very real thing. And I know I've got a lot mm. of bi friends, and and they have wonderful relationships. Um, and there's a truth in their existence that I don't see with some of these guys who are like, yeah, I have a girlfriend, but I, mm. I'm also like shagging guys. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, you are gay. Um, yeah. And it's not for me to determine that and to say that, but a lot of the time you're just like, but it's a shame that you just aren't there yet. And, and maybe mm. they're not, and I'm not going to know all the answers, but I do think, yeah, come on. The same my my buddy. I don't know. I don't know what his sexuality was, but he lived li lived with his girlfriend mm. while we were like having sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, for me that was fine as well because it was kind of a proper kind of, okay, this is just what we do. And I got like interested in like what he was doing, whatever. Mm. But not like I need to be part of your life or you need to be. It was very kind of. But you knew he had the girlfriend, right? Yeah. So like sometimes they obviously don't tell you. Oh yeah. And so I've had a few recently. <laughs> In fact, yesterday, the the guy I'm seeing at the moment, we were in Victoria Station and I was, we we're filling up our water bottles at the water fountain, free water, filtered, lovely. Um, and I looked over and he was chatting to the, he'd walked away and just chatting to this guy and I could see sort of, yeah, I was like, who's that? I recognise him. And then uh, Keir came, oh, the guy I'm seeing came over and, or Keir's name is Keir, whatever, um, came over and was like, oh, this is like, uh, I need to tell you something in a minute, blah, blah, blah. And I was like looking over at the guy and I was, just, I was like, oh, yeah, like you've obviously sat with him. He's like, yeah, yeah about blah, 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 blah. And so I filled up my water and was like, I'm going to have to go over and say hi because the guy was kind of waiting around and he'd obviously clocked that he knew me and then as I walked towards him I was like oh shit and Kira was like uh, this is Rowan he's like I know who he is we've 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 hung out before <laughs> so I was obviously laughing in my head thinking oh well this is funny this yeah. is like me and the guy I'm seeing have just bumped into someone that we've both had a thing with I didn't find it awkward at all to be honest the guy actually was like oh well yes we had a nice time but apparently but you didn't text me back or 
And then I was kind of like, yeah, I'm aware that you sent me six messages that I didn't reply to. And I'm not that person usually, but I also just was in a certain point where I wasn't really using Grindr. And so I wasn't really answering messages. I was just kind of like, I want to work out if I can use this in a way that's healthy. Um, and that's why I hadn't really messaged him slash if I was interested, I definitely would have messaged him. So yeah. I was kind of like, there's your answer if you're clever. Yeah. But um, anyway, I kind of said, I started saying to him as well, like, oh, well, like the reason I didn't. And then I just went, no, I don't even have to justify this to you. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of funny because it was like we're, um, you know, both I slept with this guy and I was like, oh, yeah, he's like this and that. And he was like, well, you know, he had a girlfriend. And I was like, no, I didn't know that. Oh. So he's he's walked away at this point and um, Keir said to me, yeah, like, oh, yeah, he's got a girlfriend. And then he goes on his Instagram and shows me, <laughs> like, him and his girlfriend. And I was like, I'm annoyed that he didn't tell me that because if he had, it's like, I mean, I, I don't care that much because I, that's them. That's their life. It's yeah. their guilt. It's their way of dealing with it. I also feel it is unfair. Like, I'm not someone who thinks, like, it should be happening or that's fine. But it's like, I would like to know so I can make the decision whether... I you think that's like part of that. Um, most of the time, if they're hot, yeah, I do. If they're not, then maybe I'll be like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you had a wife. No, thanks. Um, yeah. No, I, I totally get it. But <laughs> also just think, thinking, you know, STIs, all those things. Like how does the, mm. does, does the woman then end up like living with the, like, I definitely have messaged a few guys who are straight who have girlfriends or wives and had to tell them, oh, by the way, I've just found out I've got chlamydia in my throat. So mm. good chance it might have actually come from you. Most of the time is what I'm saying to them because I don't, yeah. I think the past year and a half, I probably had a grinder hookup maybe two or three times a month, which as a single person, that's not that's too bad. That's yeah, yeah, that's like, that's a nice amount of sex to be having. Yeah. But it's kind of like, well, I kind of then know where these things maybe have originated from because I test regularly, guys. Um, but it's kind of like, oh, like, imagine that's how you find out. Or also imagine the woman doesn't realize she's got, like, chlamydia yeah. for six well, years, years and then her yeah. reproductive system or, or yeah. worse health yeah. complications. Um, I would feel so, like, mentally kind of... I don't know. I, can't, I, can't, no. I wouldn't handle that. No. I sort of lived in a bit of denial for most of my teenage years before accepting oh, things. So then it's like, how, I couldn't live a lifetime like that. And I, and I do. I feel a lot of sympathy and I feel a lot of almost anger towards fucking... I mean, it is the patriarchy, really, isn't it? Who create this society where people aren't allowed to come out. Yeah. Religion has a big part of that. But that, again, that's all part of the big, big picture of... Yeah. <laughs> And on that note, we are going to leave it here. We've talked about so many things, so there's going to be a part two out next week. Yes, stay tuned. There's going to be so much more spicy, juicy, peachy tea being spilled. A lot more sex stuff. So stay tuned for part two with my special guest, Ronan. And for now, listen to your feelings. Your feelings are valid. You are valid. Have an amazing week. Do it.